Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. We're in episode four in our series of female PED use. And we're going to start talking about cycle design, what you may consider. And I got to start with just a couple of stories, Adam. I I occasionally have to have this conversation with, with bikini competitors, which is that, man, you are getting second, third at nationals. You're so close. But these women be- beating you are just bigger. You know, they got these shoulders. They got these glutes. And it's because they're doing stuff you are not. And it can be very disheartening for women who want to stay completely drug-free. Other women decide, as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, well, if I just take a little of this, can it help? And it's not going to hurt me. And can I just gain three or four pounds? So, uh, you know, I I know that's an incredible uh, doorway or the biggest doorway I think women go through. But if you were, knowing what you know, going to create the perfect cycle for a female bikini competitor or figure competitor, what would that look like? Yeah, so there's a few considerations. You want to look at some health markers first, more than likely. You want to make sure, um, you know, if they have high liver enzymes, you don't want something that um, goes through a hepatic portal and causes toxicity. Um, So you might want to be careful. Um, And just because something is um, injectable does not mean that it does not pass through the liver. So that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Um, So, you know, selecting the compound based on lab and then also maybe what phase of prep they're in. So if um, a female is in a contest prep, they might want to look more into the altered like DHT group, where if they're in the off season, they could certainly consider a, a low dose 19 nor. Um, I'll, I'll also say that depends on experience, because um, then you're going to get an injectables, um, or you could go more testosterone um, based, like a Terinabol or something like that if you're in the off season, which is very similar to Anivar. It's just a little bit more of a uh, wet compound um, since it's altered from Anivar. It just, it holds a little bit more water than VAR does. So, you know, I would say that that's really important. Uh, You know, potentially using Primo if you do have a little bit of high liver enzymes since that one doesn't affect the liver. Uh, But, you know, you want to go with the lowest effective dose possible. So just because you hear you can go up to this upper range by your reading, and let's say someone says you can do 20 milligrams of R, you know, start off at five and see how it goes. Um, Plan out your length, your tentative length, and uh, maybe a tentative point where you draw labs to see how's your cholesterol affected. Um, how are your endogenous hormones being affected? Um, also, how are your liver enzymes being affected? So I would usually, you know, purchase those labs and have those done at least, you know, six to eight weeks into the cycle to see how this is affecting you. Because then, you know, if you up the dose, you don't want to already have really, really high liver enzymes, and then you're adding more. So I kind of call this uh, a titration method where you're on a low dose, but your plan is if it's tolerated well to potentially increase it. But again, if you're progressing, you don't really need to add anything. So there's nothing wrong with staying five milligrams your whole cycle. 
So um, you just want to have a dynamic and then select your compounds based on that prior info that I gave you. Well, and, and you know, I, I want to make sure people understand I'm not coming from any kind of a moralistic judgment perspective. I mean, I, I know this is here. I, I know steroids can be incredibly helpful for some people. I mean, my gosh, let's look at TRT for men and, and even HRT for women. And so it's, it's almost, uh, it, it is, it's disappointing to me that these are illegal. I, I wish people could, with, with good education could be able to use them for multiple reasons. Um, but I do like what you said in the fact that, you know, if you're, if you're starting with a minimum effective dose and you're seeing some progress, I, I see a lot of women starting that way. It almost reminds me of the the sixties and kind of the Arnold era where these guys wouldn't take 17 different compounds cycling 365 days of the year. You know, they would be off of everything. And then, you know, for 12, 16, 20 weeks before the contest, they start cycling things in. And, and that's how they maintained a little bit more of an aesthetic physique uh, now, of course, it's more, 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 more. So when you get into even as a bikini competitor, starting to worry about how you're going to cycle in things through the off season, let's get my, my hip thrust up to 900 pounds and I want to squat 400 pounds. And then I'm going to get on stage in these dainty little heels and pretend like I'm a feminine model. I mean, that's where I, that, you know, that's where I'm afraid some of bikini can go because it seems like every division goes that direction. We keep trying to bring back a feminine element and increasing and, and creating an entire new category. And yet we just keep pushing the envelope farther. So, so do you see, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up this episode with this question, you know, do you see an upper limit of what a bikini competitor should be even considering doing when it comes to PEDs? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, also too, like it, it really comes down to, for me, there's a moral thing of teaching that I, I want to be able to sleep at the end of the night. And uh, it would just horrify me to have someone's face change or their voice change and be permanent. And uh, they just wish they'd never even, you know, considered competing. And luckily, that's never happened to me because, you know, we teach these practices to our clients but, you know, um, I've seen accidents happen and that's what made me study this more because uh, I was very afraid to even get into it. And uh, I've always had a very conservative stance with it where less is more. Um, the more you use, the more your body, you know, takes in stress for sure. Um, you know, you start getting high liver enzymes because your body's not detoxifying well you know, you start taking more, now you encourage that to happen even more. And, uh, you know, your body just works harder. And uh, that's where are you really getting growth? Because now your body's focused on, you know, trying to heal your liver, essentially, when it can't, because you keep throwing this chemical in. So more really is not more. <laughs> like, and uh, that's the biggest thing to encourage people. And uh, that's, you know, kind of bringing up a guy. Um, if you saw the overall winner at nationals, uh, Carlos Thomas Jr., everyone keeps saying he looks so fresh. He looked like he hasn't done a lot to get there. And that's what people mean. And, you know, his body wasn't stressed because that guy's a genetic freak and he really didn't need a lot to get there. 
Well, we are going to wrap up this series talking about health considerations and, and even maybe leading off with cycle adjustments. So guys, stay tuned and we'll be right back with episode five to, uh, to just finish this series on PED use for female competitors. <laughs>